Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis. This is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be chatting with my good friend and designer, Tommy Smythe, about sustainable living and design, small shifts that we can all do to make us live better. Tommy's going to share how and why he has made recent changes in his own life towards becoming a better global steward and how we can do the same. Okay, let's now talk to Tommy Smythe. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Marilyn. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just wondering if I'm wearing any sustainable clothing or anything right now. It makes you really think, doesn't it? Yeah, it might be. You know, like sustainable living is really all about, and you know, this does speak to your outfit, connecting the dots. And, you know, for me, it's been a lifelong, like in my adult life, a lifelong slow burn to get to the point where I feel really on fire about the crisis that is climate change, about sustainable living and how to do that as an individual. And, you know, all of those individual moments kind of like accumulated for me and, and, and resulted in a lot of recent changes that I've made over the last two years. Um, cause as you know, my partner, Patrick is an animal rights activist and a very strict vegan and having a, a person like that enter your life with all of the education and all of the learning that comes with that has been eye-opening for me, but it actually, for me started even before that the seeds, if you will, were planted much, much earlier than that. When, okay. Before we talk about sustainable design, when do you think you started thinking about it? before Patrick? When was that that moment you go? Was it something you had to return? Was it seeing other people live? Was it watching a documentary? Yeah. How how did it how did so, it uh, present itself? Well, interestingly and and quite authentically, um, you know, it started with a trip that you sent me on to Almholt, Sweden, where I was introduced to a sustainability. I guess for lack of a better word, executive, although I know at Ikea, they don't use this in their culture, but I went to Sweden to learn about how Ikea products are designed. And, you know, I went enthusiastically and, and with an open mind. And one of the things that was, you know, I knew that Ikea as a rule partners with incredible designers from, you know, all over the world. And it's one of the things that makes their accessible in terms of price point products really authentic for me. You know, it's not about knockoffs. It's about collaborating with real luminaries in the design world, but also in the world of science and agriculture. And I didn't know that before I went on this trip. And your production team had me um, interview a gentleman at the time. Now there's a woman in charge of this who was in charge of sustainability. And I didn't even know they had that position within the organization at Ikea. And so I had a very deep conversation with this person. And one of the first things that he identified was that Ikea is one of the biggest feeders of human beings on earth as an entity. So um, currently, you know, Ikea is feeding as many as, uh, I think it's almost 650 million diners per year in 48 countries around the world. I mean, I was blown away by that. And what I learned from my conversation with him was that Ikea was very interested in how that affects their carbon footprint, how that affects their responsibility in terms of social responsibility and environmental responsibility. So they had started developing some of their most iconic food items as vegan products rather than using meat necessarily. And that was the first time I ever learned that, you know, 
meat and, and growing meat can be in terms of our carbon footprint on the planet and in terms of environmental sustainability and in terms of feeding the planet, not as good as I thought it was. And right, that really right. started me thinking about a lot of my own practices. How much you know, red meat was I consuming in my daily life? Looking inward and saying, could I segue from that into eating less of that? And then eventually none of that, which is where I am now. And so moving toward a, plant, a fully plant-based diet, because I live with a strict vegan, is also kind of an interesting aspect of my journey. Because I'm fully plant-based in my design practice, I still have mm -hmm. clients who request leather. And leather is not vegan. And so Patrick and I have dialogues about this at home all the time in terms of how can I, in my business practice, as well as in my at-home practice, do better and, and learn more and put those everyday small decisions that I make and that I encourage my clients to make into real-world practice. Well, let's talk about sustainable design. What is the definition of sustainable design? Well, you know, it's many definitions. Um, and I, as I say, I'm not an expert on sustainability and design. I'm a learner, just like you and like everyone. And so for me, this is an arc of discovery and it's really a learning curve that I'm on. I'm not there yet. But what I learned through going plant-based in my diet, I have applied to everything that I do now in my design practice, which is basically one very simple thing, read the label. There's like a joke in the vegan community that you can tell a vegan in a grocery store because they're the person who's doing this, <laughs> squinting and reading every single thing in the ingredients list and on the label and looking at how things are made. And if we do that with our food that we consume, we should also be doing that with our products that we consume as homeowners, as designers, as purchase people with purchase power. You know, it's your clothing, it's your, you know, what kind of cotton, for instance, uh, is your blouse made of or the shirt that you buy for um, a gift to give to someone? And isn't it a nicer gift to give if you can say, you know, I bought you this cotton item, um, but incidentally, the cotton item that I'm gifting you is also made with sustainable cotton. And sustainable cotton is simply, you know, cotton that uses less water, fewer pesticides, at IKEA, they've moved to a 100% sustainable cotton model within their organization. Now, that is wow. unbelievable to, to imagine the scale and the scope of that. When you go into an IKEA store and you think, you know, how many things that you see in your, in your meandering through that massive store, mm -hmm. uh, wherever you are in the world, how many things might be made of cotton in that environment? And yet this organization, this company has moved to a 100% sustainable cotton model, which incidentally also make sure that the profit margins for the farmers who grow that cotton are greater than they would be for a farmer who's creating cotton without those environmentally sustainable elements in place, which is kind of especially awesome because it encourages everyone to do better from, from literally the field all the way to the point of purchase in the store. The IKEA 2021 catalog is here. The 2021 catalog is bursting with tips and ideas. Consider it a super tool for any home finishing project, big or small. Packed with budget-friendly solutions, fresh looks, and new exciting products, every page includes inspiration to make homes cozier, smarter, more sustainable, and more beautiful. It's the ultimate handbook for a better everyday life at home. The IKEA 2021 catalog is available to view online at ikea.ca slash catalog and for pickup in IKEA locations across Canada. Now, I want to talk to you about 
the sustainability, like changing your mindset, what you're doing. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen overnight because it just doesn't. No. I mean, it's just the awareness, then, you know, steps to do it. You meet somebody like you did with Patrick and you kind of uh, went right into uh, this. This is my partner. I want to respect this partner, mm-hmm. but I also want to make these changes. What about yeah. Tommy? The things that you already own that you, yeah. that you have in your home. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you do about that? Because there, there is a belief that, you know, I already have it. We're going to keep it there. But from now on, I'm not going to purchase that anymore. And that's an excellent, excellent question because I'm in that right now. I am currently mm-hmm. wearing a leather belt and, uh, there's some leather on my shoes. These are items that I have owned for a couple of years. And so when I put on that clothing, I think to myself, you know, the animal that was, you know, that was used in order to create that product, um, I can't go back and change that. And, but I, what I can change is the next thing that I buy. Will it have leather as an aspect of its production and, and design or will it not? And, you know, I have the individual choice to be able to make. And so does every human on earth. I think there's a, there's a big mythology about leather, bucks, you know, and, and lots of companies are moving away from fur. That's, you know, the big one. All these big sort of fashion labels have moved away from using fur in their, in their luxury goods and, and luxury mm-hmm. good production. But when it trickles way down to like mass retailers and, and big companies, they're also looking at the, you know, the alternatives that are available. There are leather products now, you know, that are made out of like pineapple, you know, waste product and plant-based materials. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, the, and, and, you know, years ago, like 10 years ago, I remember having a conversation with our good friend, Linda Reeves, um, the publisher of Canadian House and Home magazine. And I remember having a conversation with her and saying, you know, like, I'm trying to encourage my clients to use more environmentally friendly fabrics and things. And she and I had this great talk about how, like, frustrating it was as designers that a lot of those fabrics didn't feel as good as, you know, the less responsible alternatives, that they were much more expensive uh, to purchase. And so convincing a client to do the right thing and spend more money at that time was really difficult. But now... Everything is different. The technologies are better. The practices are better. More people are on this bandwagon and they're not getting off. So what's right. available to us as designers is much, much more, um, you know, much more Accessible. technologically advanced and much nicer and yeah. at a better price point because more people are right. jumping on board with this. Right. It's, it's, it's so with so many products about sustainability Yes, you're right. Expensive. Why so expensive? Well, then more and more people uh, became a part of this movement, which is important. Yeah. And they, they, then we have more selection. Okay. So this is what I want to talk to you about. Let's talk about making small changes that are sustainable. There's a list yeah. that you kind of given us on that. So if you're listening right now, if you're watching right now, give us a couple mm-hmm. of leads that we can follow a small step that we can even start today. So there are just little things, you know, like the number one thing that you can encourage people to do is go vegetarian, even just three days a week. And that can reduce your carbon footprint by like 9% just there. And here's the thing. Once you go vegetarian a few days a week, you'll realize that you don't necessarily need to eat things that are not as good for you. 
that the food that's available is much more accessible and much more interesting than it was before. And then mm -hmm. as you enjoy vegetarianism, then you might move to a fully plant-based diet. And then you might move from a fully plant-based diet to, you know, something along the lines of, you know, going full vegan and not using leather and wearing leather or using it in your home furnishings. So it's really honestly a journey. Most people don't just overnight decide that they're going to be 100% plant-based in everything that they do in their life. But mm -hmm. making one step is something you can literally right now and today. So that's one thing, changing the way that you eat in a more sustainable uh, direction, changing course in right. that way is a really great thing right. to do. One other thing you said is use a drying rack or laundry line instead of a tumble dryer. Good one. Yep. So for your electricity consumption, that is a, a really important thing to, you know, and, and also, you know, don't just do it for environmental reasons. Do it also because it's better for your clothing. You know, putting clothes in the dryer breaks down the fibers in your clothing more quickly. Patrick and I, for years, have not been putting our pants in the dryer because, you know, if you have, if you're, if you've got like a dark colored pant, the longer you keep it dark, the more useful that garment is and the less likely it go into a landfill and you'll just keep it longer. So in order to maintain the color of our clothing, we try not to put it in the dryer um, and to dry certain items, especially those dark items. Um, right. So yes, using a drying rack is a really, really good, very simple step. And if you don't have right. a drying rack, I mean, Ikea has great ones that you can pick up anytime. But right. if you don't mm -hmm. have one, throw your clothes over the stair railing. That's what, you know, what we do. <laughs> That's what we did as teenagers. Why not do it now? Uh, the other thing, which I think I, I kind of smirk, uh, is keep your showers short. Three to five minutes yeah. to reduce water. Except if you're an 18-year-old yeah. teenager, you know, then that's a different story. Well, I mean, you can't but, um, control um, an 18-year-old teenager, as you know. <laughs> okay. As we, go in, as we go into sustainable design choices, I'm going to read some things and you yeah. comment on them, okay? Um, again, sure. you said sustainability sources like cotton. Yes, look for that. We talked about that. Uh -huh. LED light bulbs. You want us to move yeah. into that? Because Why? Because as a designer, they are much better than they used to be. So that was another thing, going back to my conversation with Linda about sustainability years ago, LED light bulbs used to make your house look like an operating theater in a hospital. And That's now so you know, they had that like, you know, they had that like oh. blue tone to them that was just really yeah. bad for yeah. your skin tone. Now, of course, the technology, like with all technology, has developed in a really significant and, 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 and palatable way. So mm -hmm. light bulbs that are LED not only reduce or waste your carbon footprint, your, your use of electricity are better for the environment, but they look much better. You can get choices. There's pink hues. There's yellow hues. There's like the really classic mimicking incandescent light bulb hue. And then you can have that blue if you want it. I don't know why you would, but, you know, to each their own. Two more things before we exactly. wrap this up. Uh, and I, I, I like induction uh, cooktop. This is when you are yeah. changing things up at your house to be uh, uh, very conscious of what's happening in the world. And low flow faucets. So just if we could touch on those two things right now. Yeah, a low flow faucet is something that you can integrate almost immediately. I mean, most people know a person who's handy enough, whether it's their sister-in-law 
or you know a, a neighbor down the street who can reinstall a faucet for them. Installing a faucet that is low flow will reduce your water consumption so significantly, and it's such a simple gesture. And you know if you go and if you look in the IKEA catalog, there are all kinds of low flow faucets that are stunningly beautiful to buy. You don't have to have you know some kind of science experiment device in your kitchen, you can have a beautiful product that's low flow. So that's an incredibly significant thing and a, and a small change that you can make right now. I love talking about this product that's a countertop appliance. So, you know, mm. remember we used to have those like plug-in griddles that you would have as like an auxiliary thing beside your cooktop. You had all four burners yeah. going, but you needed more. Those things mm. always scared me to death because they were hot, they were dangerous. An induction cooktop means that the surface stays cool. It uses technology so that the heat exchange is contained within the pot. Most of the pots you buy in any store are now calibrated so that they can be used with induction cooktops. And these things that you can buy now just sit on your counter. They're very slim profile. Go into a drawer when you're not using them because they're not dangerous. They are incredibly useful and they give you that extra space. I mean, Patrick and I, as you know, live in a small space. Our kitchen is tiny. That's why, uh, that's why I never shoot for this show in our kitchen. It's abysmal. So for us, when we have this tiny 24-inch wide stove with four little tiny electric coil burners, that's not responsible environmentally. But if we have a little induction cooker on the side, if we're just right. using one pot or doing something that's like low key, heating up some soup, for instance, you don't need to use your electric coils. You can just use this induction so much better. Right. Tommy, I don't want to say that I'm a designer or anything, but I've been doing these kind of shows for about 34 years. You need an Ikea kitchen. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I know. I know I do. I do. Listen, when we get, it's like the poor, it's like the plumber with the leaky faucet. I should have a much yeah. nicer kitchen. And when I do redo my kitchen, it will very right. likely be an Ikea kitchen. Um, they make a good kitchen. You know, we've used they them do. for years on TV shows. Thank you so much, Tommy. Where can people follow you? I'm Tommy Smith on Instagram. Yeah, and I like following you, Tommy. I'm just going to say that. I'll follow you anywhere. Thank you. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.